Pluto. Oh, hello there. What's up, Movie Trivia Smodown fans? Welcome to the Smodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Smodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. Sorry, I was just fixing my hair. You know, I was being a, a diva prior to the recording. At least I was, that was what I was claimed to be. A diva prior to the recording. Do you not use your YouTube plaque and creator award for as a mirror, Frank? That's, not your, your hair? That's not your YouTube plaque. Where's your name? Show me your name. Show me your name. Where's Woo! How did you get on? Like, why does it brand you more in reality of wrestling? Because. It's not even. You, like, took off Booker's name. Is that what you did? You took off yeah, Booker's name. That's, that's on there. It's on that's there? on there, baby. That is on there. I don't there. see Booker's name. Where's Booker's name? Oh, no. Where's, just reality of wrestling. That's what I'm saying. You took Booker. off Booker's name. And put yours instead. Like, yes, that's know. Diva. That's Diva. Anyway, you don't use your creator award as a mirror? No, I, I don't thought, use I thought, I thought, oh, many wait, of my awards. I don't use them. No, I don't. What I have so many awards, award? I don't even use them, Brad. And I'm joined by Frank Janish. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Sexy numbers sexy. from a sexy player. <laughs> love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. You're going to read that caption there, Brad? You're going to read that out loud? Yeah, yeah. Just a second, y'all. Brad being a diva behind the scenes. Uh, was I wrong? Was, I was not wrong. Said, someone said, uh, what is Brad? What? Brad is being a dote. Shocking. First of all, David Morris, uh, know your role and shut your mouth. Uh, Cole loves stories. The boat got to get that swag somehow, JK. No, she's not. Uh, Cole, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. That's true. <laughs> Jeez. You got the sniffles? What's going on there? So uh, it is allergy season in the great city of Houston, Texas. What a whiner. We we have pollen. We have uh, uh, poor air quality. We have everything here right now in the great city of Houston, Texas. So I'm a little bit nasally. I said like this. You know, I sound like a – That's how you normally sound. sound You're using your broadcast voice. I I sound like Ben Bateman. Uh, oh wow! I'm just kidding. I don't know why I took that shot. It wasn't a necessary shot. Why? I don't know, but it was there. It was okay. there. But welcome Theology. to the only show that matters, guys. Welcome to the only show that matters. You're going to have to um, bear through my nasaliness and my uh, my constant oh, sniffling. Oh, come on. Really? It's uh, so unprofessional. It is. It's bad. Tim Sim can't confirm with Brad. Pollen season is strong here in Houston. It's bad. A bunch of whiners in Houston. That's what it sounds like. It's bad. It's bad out here. But you like my background? Not, not bad. Not bad. There it goes. Look at that. Beautiful. Look at you. Wow. Beautiful. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we got we got lots to discuss uh, here today on the Schmodown rundown. Um, who knows if we're gonna have a Schmodown cold call? It could happen. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Hmm. Um, that's the great thing about that segment. It's a great thing about a podcast is you don't really have to commit to segments. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, commitment. Never heard of it. Yeah. Never heard of it. Have you? Never heard of it. I'm not wearing a Bulls hoodie. This is actually Dwayne the Rock Johnson. For anybody inquiring, like Joshua Howe or Howe, I'm assuming that's Howe, not Howie. Um, thank you for everyone supporting it right now in the chat. We are eventually going to get Streamlabs. I actually had a conversation, Frank, that we need to have. I had a conversation about a conversation. I, I There's a lot of conversations I'd like to have with a lot of different people, but I just, you know, we'll find the time. We'll find who's, the time. Who's your top three conversations you need to have with who? Well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, it's like that. that? I yeah. thought you were gonna say like. Well, no, because it, it, it's it's like Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. No. Michael it, Jordan. It, well, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 have a chat with Mike. Yeah, why not? Ken Griffey Jr. No, actually, no. Yeah. No. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Like, who would I want to really? Have a conversation. Talk with. to yeah, dead Top or alive three. or just alive. No, no, alive, alive. Yeah, see, you that's, can't talk that's, to dead people. Yeah, well, not if you try hard enough. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's because like, who's really great out here that's alive? <laughs> there's a lot of great alive. I don't people. know. Eh, there's a few people maybe. I don't know. There's a couple that I um, want to talk to. I don't know. But uh, we are going to be talking about living people. Uh, we're going to be talking about the. <laughs> Is that not a good segue? No, yes. This is the Living Podcast. We're going to talk about people who are alive <laughs> this week in the rundown, uh, in the schmodown. Um, we're going to talk about the two big rookie matches we saw 
Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jacob Blunden versus Jacoby Bancroft that premiered today. Also, Jessica Sloth and Beth May. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. He's struggling today. over there, folks. He's really struggling over there. I'm trying my not to Lord. sneeze. I'm trying yeah. not to sneeze. Maybe you should just shouldn't talk any, anymore, and that'll negate the, the sniffles there. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to cover those two matches that dropped today. I mean, you already mentioned them, Brad. And uh, But we want to talk about a little bit about the free-for-all. And there was a vote. There was a manager vote uh, that we should talk about just a little bit. You want to talk Where do you about want to start? Brad? Where do you want to the, start? I think the manager vote real quick. Start with it. Explain the situation at hand. So remember, folks, um, this whole faction on faction for the titles, number one contender matches, was trying to be avoided at all costs. At all costs. And so much so that if that situation were to arise, we would have to have some sort of triple threat match where um, two faction members of the same faction would be facing off against someone else, you know, from another faction for the title. And that was after an additional number one contender match to find out who would be that third person in a triple threat, all of that, all that nonsense. Um, And so there was a vote by the league that was uh, given to the managers in terms of like, how do you want to proceed with this basically? And uh, it was tweeted out that managers voted and they said faction on faction play this, this year. Thumbs up. Let it ride. Let it just where the chips may fall. It's, that's how we'll play it. And uh, so we don't have to worry about these weird, you know, finding new number one contenders and triple threat title matches. Not to say that that stuff won't happen. Uh, it just won't happen because of faction on faction. That won't be like the reason it happens. So um, I like the fact that that's how it's going to go for the rest of the season, Brad. Um, because I feel like if you were able to get the top players to commit to your team or you were able to draft them, you know, it, it's a bit of a hindrance to say that, like, no, 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 no. Just because you got two players who are good enough to play for the title, that that can't happen because they're on the same faction. I didn't really like – I understood kind of – oh, my gosh. He's – all right. There goes Brad. All right. Sorry. So dramatic. Ugh. So overly dramatic. But Keep talking. Yeah. You want to mute the mic? You want to mute the mic over there? Oh my gosh. He's it's like it's like one of those live on air mishaps. You remember like the the grape lady? Oh boy. You know that's Brad's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Temporarily. Oh, this is rough. This is rough. Um. Ugh. I'm like, all right, look, that that sneeze made me shed a tear. I don't know if you can see this. I don't care. So everything you said, I agree with. Let's just start there. Okay. But I, to me, this is like the four horsemen issue, right? If you go back to the last year, the Finstock Exchange issue, I should say, between Dan Merle and Ben Bateman, these were on the same faction for the entirety of the year. They played each other twice in a title match, right? I could understand at least the – um. I can understand at least why um, you would want to stray away from interfaction issues. But I think you and I have addressed this issue before. Whenever you have singles championships and you have individual prizes, it's 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 just a factor that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. You can't can really control that aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's almost like um, – Sure, in basketball, you play for the to get into the NBA Finals so you can win the NBA championship, but there are individual trophies, and we've seen it before where players from the same team are both in the hunt for the MVP, right? And it, just because it's not, there's nothing that says you have to have one MVP per team. Right. Typically, if you have more than one candidate, you're well off, and uh, we have that this year really with the Dungeon. The Dungeon's yeah. one of those factions where you could see potentially – uh, a Ben Bateman Dan Merle title match, Ben Bateman Dan Merle three could happen. It's something that could happen. So um, I'm I'm I like that they came to this consensus. I'm not shocked that the managers decided right. this, <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh wait a minute, we can have a title match where there's a guaranteed <laughs> winner and you know guaranteed points on the board, right? The the one thing that that will still be in effect is the TKO KO scenario. So if you were to win by knockout, well, you lose a point, but gain a point. So that kind of, like, negates itself, it right? negates itself. So you, uh, you same thing with the zero. TKO, like, you would get a negative one, so you would only get six points, like, for a yeah. title win. So, like, that's still completely out the window if you were to have faction-on-faction faction, um, What play. Like, 
no, you can't do that. Is there no way to like? There's no way to like help your opponent, even if it's your teammate. You know what I mean? There's no way to say, oh, okay, well, you know, let's get to let's get out of this TKOKO range. Theoretically, and this probably wouldn't happen, but if there was a if it was faction on faction play and it was round two and you had a steal opportunity, you could just and if you knew the answer and you knew how to whiff on it, like to avoid a TKO scenario or what have you. I mean, like that could happen, but but once you take that out of the equation, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You just go ahead and play the game um, uninterrupted with any kind of compromise. So, that well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you make you make complete sense. Uh, let's see what people are weighing in on the chat. Someone says you play to win the game, um, so that makes sense. That makes sense yeah. exactly. You play to win the game. Joshua House said. Brad sneezed his headphones off. Whoa, that was legitimately impressive. Also, bless you. I appreciate it. This is why Brad has the plaque. <laughs> Allergies suck. Yeah. God bless you was said. That reminds me of a scene from Dogma. What scene? Glad bless you. He said glad bless you. Oh, you said glad? I said glad? Someone's, I don't know. But he glad? spelled glad. This is Brad's flu game. Sniffles weighing him down, but he's still got to go out there and, and putting up points. That's right. He's got the anyway. sniffies. Anyway, it's my flu game. It's my flu game. Someone's going to give me that. I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. Um, no, I, I, I think that uh, obviously, again, I'm not shocked this is what the managers came to. Yeah. Like by any stretch of the imagination, am I not shocked? So um, I think it's good, though. Don't you think that this is like a it's a good move? Yeah, I like it because I want to see. You want to see the, the best actual, versus the best. Yeah, I want to see the actual match, the actual title match that, you know, was deemed, you know, by whatever path both players took, to, you know. And I don't want to – and I was, wasn't was completely – I understood why the, the thought was there to try and prevent sure. that. And, yeah, I get that. But once – you know, for regular season matches, I think, yeah, you want to avoid those at all costs because that's a much easier thing to do. But if, like, your two guys end up in a title match, well, that's what should happen then, you know? So that's what no. will happen now. <clears throat> Absolutely. Sci-fi movie guy says FCL rules. I agree. With I agree Z. with that statement. Mm. With a Z and no oh. E. Interesting. Rolls. Well, like That's rolls. actually what, <laughs> it's FCL rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. FCL rolls. Uh, rolls. Um, I th- do. Should we do we do free for all preview now or or do we do the matches? Yeah, we can right? save. We can save it for the back end. How about that? Okay, you want to save it for the end? Okay, yeah. that's fine with me. So, should we talk about May versus? I hope I'm saying this right. Schloth. 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 There you go. Sloth. I heard her on backstage. I watched the interview. She corrects Ben Bateman. And then I still get and – I, and I made the mental note of, okay, I'm going to get this right on the rundown. Still fumbled the football. Unreal. Still Unreal. fumbled we'll, the we'll football. We'll blame it on the sniffles. Blame yeah. it on the – blame it on something. Blame <laughs> it on the goose. Right? <laughs> but um, um, talk about it, man, because unfamiliar with their resumes – I think most of us were, right? I don't know why I yoded that sentence, but nevertheless, <laughs> I think we were. Um, Jessica is actually joining us in the chat. Uh, thank you for joining us, Jessica. She said it's a tough one. I'm not sure if she means her opponent or how to say her last name. Which one do you think? Both. 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 It's because this match both. all around was tough. It was a tough match. It was rough, man. It was rough. Um, I mean, tough on, on both sides of it. Tell me what you knew about both of these uh, ladies prior to the match. Well, for Jess, I didn't know a whole lot aside from the fact that, I guess, um, out of Ben Goddard's camp, you know, he was familiar with Jess, and so he was he was kind of the reason why Jess ended up on the den in the first place. If right. I get that correct, I might be misremembering that. I don't think I am, but I think that's part of it. Um, and as, as for Beth, well, I personally know Beth, and I recommended Beth to the league and uh she was fortunate enough to be drafted and so um this I is knew... what you're doing yes you're welcome i mean you all are welcome so just well you know i mean i'm thankful for frank janish every single week mm. um and you know what frank janish getting somebody into the movie trivia schmodown qualifies for our great scott moment of the week can i get a great scott I I appreciate it, but I also have to ask the question: Are you on any medication 
right now. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Mm-mm. I just wanted to know if this was. Do I seem like it? No, I was just wondering because you gave me Great Scott of the Week, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if he's playing with me here or if he's. I think that that's great. Or, or the, okay. Right. You brought somebody sure. into the league because, like, I you were doing you what my look this whole so, thing, this whole thing. That's yeah, the whole purpose. I'm constantly reminded by it to bring the <laughs> to bring the people in the league. Yeah, this this thing right here. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, look Ooh. at this. Oh boy, he's having fun now, folks. Okay, you can't see it if you're just listening, but rest assured. Right now, I'm I'm uh, slowly stroking the logo of the FCL, oh, and this is the whole purpose to yeah. bring people into the league. You did that. I did. Yeah. You did yeah. it. That's why it's yeah. the great Scott moment of the week. Okay. I'll I'll buy it this time. Okay. But um, yeah, that's pre- pretty much, you know, and, and like I kind of know knew what what Beth um what her her knowledge was like and um the type of uh character she could bring and so I thought it was a good fit. So that's what I went on, you know, for Beth. But for Jess, I really didn't know a whole lot aside from a few of the interviews she did pre-draft, you know. Yeah, um Jess, I, I saw on backstage. I'd heard of her obviously previously for the draft, things of this nature. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest here. I'm so sorry to all of our audio listeners and our video watchers, viewers. I'm trying to to get this together. But with Jess, I was really impressed with a couple of things that she said in her backstage interview. One, she was a longtime fan of the show. Her parents and her family like encouraged her to send in an audition video. She was kind of reluctant to do so because she was like, you don't understand how it works. They do this thing yeah. in LA. Da, 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 da. Pandemic hits. As terrible as the pandemic is, opened a lot of opportunities for a lot of people in a variety of different realms. And because uh, people are at home more, they had more abilities to do things. And uh, Jess was one of those uh, people who said, you know what? Now that there's this digital age, perhaps I could get into the schmodown. And she found herself in there. The other thing that she said that was really interesting in her interview. Now, She's a full-time student, if I do believe. I, I can't remember where she's studying or what she's studying. Jess, if you're still in the chat with us, please put that in. I'd like to know what your major is just for my own edification. Nevertheless, the thing that impressed me was she says, I'm not a big movie fan. <laughs> That's what she said in the interview. She's like, I don't watch a lot of movies. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a movie buff. I'm no. not a movie reviewer. Um, I don't have any, any, uh, any of those you know, things to my resume. And I'm paraphrasing her, but nevertheless, she said something like that. So I didn't know if that was her way of, like, let me set realistic expectations for myself. Let me undersell my knowledge and ability because what I saw from both these ladies, but Jess especially, who's the winner, she knows her stuff. You know, I mean, she's really, really good. I mean, you look at the – the percentages down below for rookies starting off near 70% accuracy, right, in your first match when you claim that you're not a, a movie buff. Uh, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think they both had – I mean, well, this match on a whole I don't think showed us oh, either. Psychology. Ah, there you go. She's going to school for psychology. Okay, My brother's a psychiatrist, but we have a battle between psychology and psychiatry all the time. We bump, we bump heads about it. Wow, that's a really interesting fact. Please go more into that. Yes. Um, hold on. Let me get my uh, – <laughs> should I get my plaque? <laughs> should I get my plaque? Yeah. You know, yeah. And then we can look at it. Yeah. Go into it. Sorry, you were saying. Um, this match as a whole I don't think really showed us – um, the full extent of either player's knowledge sure. because sure. they were hampered right away with opponent's choice, both uh, Jess right. giving Beth uh, movie release dates and then Beth being able to give Jess war films. And so both struggled in that. And when you look at uh, the second round, I mean, they both, um, with just the categories they were given, and earned, rather, two points each. Um, Jess, though, was able to capitalize a little bit more on the on the opportunities there picking up three points on steals while Beth was only able to pick up two, so not quite as much as Jess. But still, that allowed the game to still remain close after a two-point lead by Jess after the first round. Um, and going to that last round, if you know, you're only down by a few points, as Beth was, 11-8, uh, you know, you're going to have to you know go to work and kind of put that TKO uh, warning scenario away. Sure. And, and she was able to do that, hitting the two, missing a three, Hitting the five, five. Um, in, a, in a spot where it's like, if you don't, it's a negative one for your faction. And you don't want to be 
the next John Humphrey of your faction, adding another Damn, negative that's one. Cold. That's Sorry. Cold. I mean, well, that's just a fact. That's what happened, Brad. That's it's not, facts, that's but you don't have to be so cold, cold about it. Cold facts. You don't have to be so um, cold about it. And so uh, it, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty big spot to be in, especially in your debut uh, match, and, and, and you're trying to leave a good impression, you know, and now you're in this hole. Um, and to, so to hit your five in, in that spot, I think, is a pretty big deal, no matter – what you think of the difficulty of the question. Because I know that 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 argument and that conversation has been out there for both players, for both their threes and their fives. And I'm a little inclined to agree that, subjectively, I think that the threes and fives for each player could have been swapped in terms of difficulty. That's just my opinion. Nonetheless, uh, when you look at it, they both got evenly equal difficult questions for the same point values so that kind of balances out there um it, it is interesting that that's how it went but nonetheless um hitting your five no matter the difficulty it's about that pressure situation where you're able to come through and coy in his post match said as much about beth so i think that's um uh, you know looking on the up and up for a player like beth for jess you know she was in a spot where i might win by tko i might not have to answer a question and all of a sudden now she's got to hit her five to win the game. So there's right. a lot of back and forth and I think mental um, you know, hurdles you're going through and the mental fortitude that needs to be you know, displayed because if you don't hit your five, well, you were leading the entire match and now it's thrown back on you to win it on a five. Um, I think that's tough to, in your rookie match or in any match, to have to face that and then try and come out on top, which she, she did. So... Um, tough performances, gutty performances from both of them, I thought. And I would really like to know what they look like without opponent's choice being thrown at them. Because movie release dates, that's that's no cakewalk for anybody in this league. Very few people, I mean, very, very few are very comfortable taking that willingly. No one likes that, that category. Um, so that was a tough get um, for Beth in that sense. War films, you know, I think that... Uh, that's pretty much, I think, depends on your taste in movies almost in a sense because um, war movies aren't necessarily the a feel-good movie. And that's something <laughs> you go in there prepared to watch. Um, but if you've done your study and you've done your homework and you know filmographies and things like that, you can certainly navigate it if you were not a fan of that genre. But So, like I said, I would love to see uh, another match from both of them as soon as we can because I just want to know, I would like to know how they rebound, how they play a second time Maybe they got the nerves out this time around. Sure. They get more forgiving categories, if you will. Sure. So definitely looking forward to for to more. To more? I might, to more? To more? I don't know. <clears throat> you know yeah. what I'm saying. To uh, more. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to more. To more. To yeah. more? I know. It just sounded weird. Anyways. Anyway. Here's my question. Yeah. You said a lot there. I did. But James Hankins the second. By the way, love your name, sir. What was the last match with two opponents' choices? Do you remember? I don't. You're the historian. I, I couldn't f- think of one off the top of my head. I feel like it, it happened had in to a have team happened. match. Did it happen in a team match? I don't know. It's had to have happened before, right? In a singles match? Oh, I would, it definitely I happened. It's definitely. I just happened can't before. think of one. Um, yeah, they really don't happen all that often. Um, Normally, you get the spinners' opponents. Yeah, that happens. I mean, that's still pretty rare as well. But it, but it, it happens seems more to be frequently. more frequent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have it, to find the time to go dig up that information. Yeah, um, but we'll we'll get back to you on that because I was thinking the same thing. I, I couldn't remember when, but again, navigating through that guy sound terrible. Navigating through that was impressive, as you said, for both competitors. Also, the pressure of not wanting to be that person on the team as a rookie, having to carry that weight and be disappointing by losing your team a point. That's yeah. like grounds for. Free agency. Here we go. Um, Jess says, though, uh, it's funny how not surprised I was when I got opponent's choice. I feel like I feel like that sometimes is in the schmodown. You have beginners on luck. <laughs> sure. Sometimes. Yeah. I notice a lot of times, especially in the FCL. There's a lot of times these categories aren't just going your way at your very first match. And I feel bad, but it's just the way the old mop flop. Yeah. You, know, and, you and, can't do much about it. And that happens to a lot of players, even some of the greatest players we've seen. It just, especially in your first match or two, um, sometimes, you know, you might come out the gate 
red hot, and then your follow-up match, kind of a clunker. Um, or it's the other way around. So, yeah, this game, <laughs> there is no really rhyme or reason to it. Like I said, like if you try to predict this stuff, especially if you were trying to use, use stats to try and predict stuff, you, you, it just ain't going to... Ain't it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to work out. It's just not going to happen. So, um, congrats to Jess. Who do you think a uh, a good matchup would be for her moving forward? Because I have an idea for Jess. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I think just because of the personality of Jess and how it contrasted with Beth's, I think I would like to see that again. So maybe uh, the Rager. I think that would be very You and I think the exact yes? same. That's yes? what I was going to say. Because, Rick the Rager Raddus. I mean, just <laughs> – that would be incredible, I think. Um, wow, I can't believe we had the same yeah, idea. Yeah, I think that would be great. It would be great because Jess is so subdued and, yeah. yeah, you know, this is the thing. We're doing it right it'd, now. It would be a fun contrast. And then Rick Raddus is like, hey, baby, let me tell you yeah. something. The rage is raging on, you know. I would like to see the energy and levels I, of the two. And in I the think same conversely room. for Beth, I think uh, Christy V is someone that would be interesting because she's a little more hard nosed, right? Sure. Coming from Roxy's faction, where sure. where Beth is a little bit more like uh, cheerful and uplifting. Even like in Beth's post match, she was like, you know, good for her. I was rooting for her to like to get the question right. You know, you, you know, um, not really like a disparaging any any disparaging comments there. Um, so. I think that one would be would be pretty fun to watch as well. I don't know what Tim Sims got the eyes for. What is he looking at? Uh, I think he's looking at, or he's trying to see my YouTube plaque again. No, oh, uh, he, okay. he's just there never seen one before wow. up close. Right. So. I wanted to give him that luxury again. I want to know it's... from the chat who they think these players should play next. That's what I'm yeah. curious about. Yeah, well, I think a, a sci-fi movie guy says Jess should play Dewberry. That's that's very interesting. That's kind of like it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the professional. You know, with Natalie Portman and uh, what's his name? Uh, wow, about in the showdown. I forget his name. Um, I you know ask questions. Is. Oh, Chad, what, what's the guy's name? I can't I've never remember. seen the professional. Really? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I think you like it. Oh my gosh, there he goes again. Down for the count. We're gonna we're gonna give him a ten count. Nine. Eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Uh, I can walk forward. Don't been asking me. <laughs> Don't been asking me. Yeah, you would not stand a chance against the. Oh my lord! I, how are oh, you I so aggressive the wrong when you I hit, I hit mute on the wrong button. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. This is terrible. This is so unprofessional. Oh. Yes, so John Renault. Thank you, James Hankins. The second. John Renault. Yeah. And Natalie Portman. Yes, thank you. That's that's what I think Dewberry in a Just Sloth match would kind of like look like, or even somewhat resemble. I think maybe. You you okay? You gonna you gonna make it? I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. Okay. Woo. See, I was these are so hard. I'm crying, which is like a rare thing. That doesn't really happen to me much. Let's see here. Laura Cash. Beth says, versus Paige. That'd be interesting too. Yeah, I think yeah, another East Coaster. Um, oh boy, Brad, just look what you've become. Look what you have become. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is incredible. gosh. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Y'all don't understand. Tim Sim understands. He gets it, but I'm I'm battling. I'm battling through. I'm okay. battling through. So all great. Options. Moving forward, we'll see <laughs> what these ladies, uh, what the path is in tour for them. But I'm a big fan. I'd like to have Jess on the show. I'd like to have Jess on the show soon. So, Jess, if you're watching, hit me up. Hit me up. I'd like to have you on the show. Because um, I think she's she's a, she's a very analytical thinker in regards to this. And I'd like to, I'd like to get more of her insights on her strategy in the game. Because okay. I think that she probably... She seems like the type who's going to crack the code. There's going to, she's going to understand it. Like, um, there was this book written in the 1960s called Professor Blackjack, and it was this guy who uh, I think was he was an MIT math student or professor, one of the two, and he was the one who f devised the system of counting cards, right? 
He oh. figured it out one night while watching Blackjack, and he figured, okay, if you get an eight, that's a plus one. If you get a king, it's a minus one. You know, whatever it is, right? He figured out how to count cards. I feel like Jess, she's like, she's on that level. I don't know why. I just had this intuition. She's slowly going to get there, and then one day she's going to never miss a question again. Hmm. That's what I think. Okay. That's what I think. I'm just putting it out there. Look, I'm the guy who said Chance Ellison was going to be a champion before the end of the year. Yeah, but how long did it take you to say that? For, like, how long was he in the league until you, you were saying that? Like I a couple that, years. Like, yeah, it was like a couple was years. Year after it? No, it was a couple months. Get, get, get out of here. That was that months. was January of nineteen. Oh my gosh, that's that's a lie. When did he enter the league? I don't remember. What do you think I was supposed to know this stuff? You're like the statistician. Yeah, it doesn't I don't keep track of like dates, numbers, you know. Uh, what do dates have in them? Numerals. <laughs> speaking like, of, speaking yeah. of, speaking of, there's a billboard in your town yes, in Los there Angeles. Is. There is. It says like four twenty four twenty one or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's asking, it's saying to bring back Tony Stark. Do you know anything about this? Yeah, I think they uh, want to bring back Tony Stark to the MCU. I think that's what uh, that means. Out of the three Iron Man movies, which one's your favorite? The first. Directed by Jean Favreau. What a guy. What a guy. What a man. <laughs> what a guy. Steph Subra said that in the uh during the FCL this yeah. week. And it was it was rather humorous. John Favreau, what what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> I mean what a true, guy. True. What a guy. Um but yeah, very true facts. Facts, facts, facts. Um I wanna get to um the next match. Oh, I'm so sorry guys. I wanna get to the next match. Um but before I do I want to share an anecdote that has to do with the world of uh, movies and uh, me and wrestling. Mark Henry, who's known as the world's strongest man, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, WWE Hall of Famer. I was there for his induction speech um, in New York. No, is he in New York? No, he's in New Orleans. In New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. He was on the Hall of Fame this week. We were talking about the Ben Askren, uh, Jake Paul fight, uh, or debacle, or whatever it is you want to refer to it as that went on Triller Streaming. And in the middle of the conversation, he stopped, and he said, you know what, I have to compliment Brad on something. And I was like, okay, where's this going? He says that, because everyone knows who's watched this show for any amount of time, I'm very jealous of Frank's facial hair. I'm a big fa- Frank facial hair guy. Yeah. And... Yeah. I can't do I can't do it. It won't connect for me. It just I mean it'll do it, but it'll look kind of, you know, mm, wonky. Shiesty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he said I gotta compliment Brett on his facial hair. So I'm already in for this. I'm excited to see what he's gonna say. Then he says, You look like Doc Holliday from Tombstone <laughs> which is I think Val Kilmer's Val Kilmer's character from Tombstone. Huh. And he Mark Henry wanted me to say, I'll be your Huckleberry. Which is the famous line from that right. movie. So I just wanted to, I wanted to share that with everybody. And so then, I told Michael M- Mike I told Mark Henry that I'd be his Huckleberry. And what did he say? He smiled. So nice. I think that that means okay. that we're uh, FBO Facebook official. Wow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I just wanted to put that out. There. When's the wedding? You know we're looking at dates. We yeah. are, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to run some by you, but apparently you're no good with them, and you can't remember anything. <laughs> so, so, so I guess you're off the list. Yeah, but let's, oh well. let's, it's one let's less bill in the mail, I guess. Let, let's talk about the uh, the other match that we saw, which was uh, Jacoby Bancroft and Jacob London. Uh, always want to call him Jacob London because he has those double Bs, like there's Jacob London. Okay. Nevertheless. Jacob London, who we've known for a long time in this community, I believe Jacob Jacob actually filled in for me as a guest host on the rundown one time, didn't he? That was a while ago. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, that was that was a few years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember we had this whole thing set up where I had to go to Vegas. So Booker, remember that? Oh yeah, that was when Booker was on the show. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to pull up that that uh, that video. That should go on the on the extras channel. You think so? Booker T crashes the rundown. Okay, yeah, I'll throw that up there. I think I, I got it somewhere. That's a good one. Yeah, that's I mean that's one. pretty cool. That like, I mean, I'll always, I'll always remember that moment that Booker T called me out. That was great. Yeah, he said it's not going to happen like that, Frank. 
No, it's not said, going down like that. He said Frankie Boy. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. He went Frankie Boy at me. <laughs> he said, yeah. I was like, oh, boy, you have my attention, sir. Frankie Boy. Frankie Boy. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, the big story here, other than a badass match uh, between two people who went out there and just threw them bows, stayed in their square, and just traded yeah. shots all night. Jacoby Bancroft, this was somebody heard a lot about. I, I mean, the talk was all over the board when it comes to the managers wanting to draft this guy. Roxy Stryer of the Stars um, was able to pick him up. And I think that the headline should be here. Debut, 100-100. 100% accuracy. 100% PPE. Has that ever happened in a debut? I Well, yes. Okay. Well, oh, oh, wait. 100% PPE, I don't think so. I, I meant to look this up too, but I just didn't have time. I can actually look it up right now. Why you look it up? Because um, I, I think that's significant. That's really significant that he was able to pull that off in his debut. Now, Jacob London, right behind him. Right behind him. Um, Jacob London, we'll talk about the round three. We'll break down round by round. But to go perfect in the first, I mean, to go perfect for the game. I mean, 100% accuracy, right? 100% yeah. PPE. Perfect game. That's it's pretty nuts. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking at like all the in singles. I'm just looking in singles. Um, no one has had a 100% PPE in their debut. Wow. And when you look at 100% PPEs, there's only been. Let's give this man his flowers. Two, oh, Mamacita. Oh, there's been seven matches um, that have been perfect, perfect. Um, Jacoby's becomes the seventh, but it's the first one by a debuting player wow. um, to do it. Now, accuracy is a different thing. Um, and, well, I mean, it, there's it's six because it's hard to quantify the 2014 uh, Riley-JTE match. That one's a little bit weird, so a little wonky, but... And what, and what, was, what was the oddity there? It's because... Riley only answered. I would have to go back and actually look at the the box score or my match card because I have here where I'm, what I'm looking at right now is I have Riley's accuracy was ninety ninety one percent, but he earned one hundred percent of the points. And I I would have to go back and see why there is that anomaly there. Um, but when you from like the modern collider era on, there's only been six of these um, perfect perfect games and. It's Ben Bateman who knocked out Andrew Guy. That was out in Houston. Paul Yama uh, versus Marisol McKee last year. Uh, Adam Collins when he TKO'd Roca last year. William Bibiani when he faced off against Barbarian in the tournament last year. Ethan Irwin when he took on Tom. Uh, and this year now, Jacoby Bancroft over Jacob London. So those are talking about... PPE 100%, not necessarily accuracy 100%. Because you can still have 100% accuracy, but not 100%, 100% PPE. Right. Yeah, uh, Tim Sim with the 499, the fight out of the Super Chat. Bancroft really showed up. Why I had him as the top prospect of this year's massive rookie class. Do not count out up. Do not count out Jacob London, too. He'll be yeah. successful. Oh, man. I mean, yes. We're going to talk about both these guys. So, um, Frank, do you have stats on this yet? Yeah. I know it just aired. Huh? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, you got it? Okay, break down round one and round two. Let's well, talk about those first. Pretty easy, well, round one. Round Double one's Dewberry. pretty simple. Yeah. Double yeah. Dewberry, um, which is the, the third Double Dewberry we've had this season. Wow. And uh, What do you think What do you think that's attributed to? Do you think it's a rise of the ability of the players? Do you think it's a uh, little bit more – laxness in the difficulty and intensity of round one? Uh, do you think it's a combination of both? What do you think? Well, I think we've only had, let me see here. One, uh, we've only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine perfect first rounds. That's eight for eight. And then of those, there's only been one miss, which was by um, Kevin Smith uh, in the milk <laughs> episode uh, that, that happened there. Um, so we're not seeing a whole – I mean, we're seeing a decent amount of perfect rounds, but the Paul Preston-James White match was a double Dewberry. Uh, Lish Anna Miller and John Rocha was a double Dewberry. Hard to believe, considering she was TKO'd, but, like, 
And then we have, yeah, Jacoby and Jacob, double Dewberry. It's so weird that we're calling these double Dewberries, but I love it. Um, it is funny. And a lot of um, players, I think, know kind of or have figured out how the first round goes. Because um, right now the the average in the first round is six and a half points um, in the singles division this year thus far. Um, so it's a pretty it's a decently high level uh, considering you know we've had about almost forty players play in singles division this year. So um, I think. It'll be interesting to see when we see more um, more veterans play, how those numbers look compared to Ricky numbers. I, I haven't like split them up yet in terms of Ricky average and against veteran average and what have you. So which I think would be interesting to see because as noted now, these rookies come in with such a um, a firm grasp on what the game is and where, what what has happened and how to prepare for it. So and, while, and here's the thing. Yeah. They're fans. That cannot be understated. Being a fan of the game, coming in as someone who's watched the majority, if not every single Schmodown match there has ever been in the history of this game, that has to give you an extreme advantage over somebody. Like, let's just say, um, who would be a good example of like a personality who's come in, who's from the movie space, not necessarily a big Schmodown fan? I'm trying to think of somebody recently. Oh, recently? Um, I mean, I, I I guess, I mean, Tom would have been one. Tom, sure. Tom, yes. Okay. Tom, like this is a guy who knows movies, may necessarily not know the game. Um, you're Even if you have all this knowledge, you're still at a disadvantage. In my opinion, you have to understand the strategy. I was talking to somebody recently, and they brought up the, 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 the name Paulo Yama. Or... No, I wasn't talking to them. I was listening to backstage. It was it was Lon Harris. Lon Harris said, uh, being on swag, having people who are ultimate fans of the game like Paulo Yama, like Chandru, that is such a great benefit to the swag squad because they come in with all that knowledge, not only of films, but of the game as well. Yeah. I think that that's why this match, above all, performed like it did because they have been – I think Roxy even made reference to it. They have been – thinking about this moment for a long time. And then here it was. We finally got to see it. We finally got to see the moment. They got to make their debut. It was like the first time, you know, Frank, maybe you walked out on the stage in front of a live Schmodown crowd, and you're like, wow, I went from being a guy making Excel spreadsheets to <laughs> here I am as a personality getting paid to put feet on the stage. You know, or maybe the first time I walked to a wrestling ring after being a fan my entire life and say, what in the hell am I doing here? But you live in that moment. We saw Jacob London. We saw Jacoby Brand Bancroft. They lived in that moment. And you know what they did? They literally stepped up to the plate, boom, and knocked it out of the park. These, these two guys had such a great debut, and this is how you know they had a great debut. They were representing the teams of Roxy and Shannon, who hate one another. And Roxy and Shannon said nothing but great things about both players. And they agreed with each other in their post-match interviews. Y'all both played great. I'm so proud of both of you. This was a great match. There's nothing to hang your head about. This is awesome, right? So um, I really thoroughly enjoyed both matches this week. This one, um, for just the, the back and forth of it and how close and competitive it was, up into the last Quentin Tarantino question, which... I thought it was extremely difficult, but it was definitely a five pointer. Definitely a five pointer in my book. Yeah, it was pretty tough. I, I Jackie think, Brown was a good guess. Jackie yeah. Brown, great guess, by the way. I do want to great say, guess. I think it, it's got to be one of the pools of the year. Uh, it was Jacob Blunden's pool of American Hustle in the second Woo! round. Yes. Because uh, the question movie, was, had all four, all four acting, acting yeah, nominations yeah. in Austin. And. He did not use a repeat on that question. Like, he did, did he that not? within the 15 seconds. Wow. Like, that's a very impressive pool. I mean, get look, this. And American the question, Hustle, as recent ahead. as it is, it's still not super recent. <laughs> like, so, I mean, it, it's, it's it's a movie 20, that's a handful of years like 12? Ago, removed. Yes. Um, I forget. Don't don't ask me that. Somewhere uh, around there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. You're not good with numbers. Yeah. Dates. So, <laughs> and so, I mean, th that pool, I think. I, I would I need to start tracking what I 
personally think are deep pools, pools of pools of the match, because um, that one really grabbed my attention. Certainly grabbed Christians and, and Mark Ellis's on the broadcast, as you could hear them um, talk about it afterwards, because that's a huge pool, because if he has to go to multiple choice, you know, you know, I mean, it's kind of a moot point at this at this juncture where we know the outcome of the match. But at that point, it was a big spot to still grab two points because he had just previously checked multiple choice, got a point there, and then he finishes the the round strong. But that American hustle pool was was great, and that's a pretty tough question that I think that I think a lot of players probably would have checked multiple choice, if not only just to make sure of their answer. But um, and or just to try and figure it out because they had no clue what for you know what movies it could be, I can see a lot of players checking multiple choice. But Jacob, he nailed it, man, and that and that was damn impressive. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get the victory though. Yeah, no, he he did get the victory, but it was impressive. And the thing is, we talk about Jacoby Brankoff who had a hundred and hundred. Whenever the question was asked, this was go back and watch the match. This is what Jacoby Bancroft did. Whenever the question was asked, he went. <laughs> like yeah. just just started looking up to the sky, yeah, like he yeah. was going to get the answer from the Grimlap system above. It was going to come down and beat him on his head and give him the answer to get the steal. But Jacob London didn't give him that opportunity. That's why we always knew, though. Jacob London was one of those kids. Kids, he's like we're the same age, I'm sure. He was one of those guys who, during draft night, when his name was drafted, I was equally excited for him. And equally disappointed that he got drafted because I wanted him in the FCL uh, because I knew how <laughs> yeah. good the guy was. And, yeah. I, you know, I was like, oh, this could be my champion. You know, I, I knew yeah. that. So I still have big, uh, big, 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 big uh, hopes for Jacob going forward, both these players. And, and this is one of those that I would love to see get run back That would be down the road. That would be that would be interesting um, if they these two were to meet, if this was like a – uh, the beginnings of like a, a Brendan Meyer, Paulo Yama situation. I think um, that would be interesting. Uh, what I do want to say about the, the the overall performance from both of these players, and in contrast to the match we saw on Wednesday, is that I think what you saw from Jacob and Jacoby was two players who have played fan league matches before, who have played um, online competitive trivia before, and. I think you saw just how seamlessly it seemed to transfer to the Schmodown here because it's still within that same element of what they're used to playing online in, in, in those fan leagues where Jacoby was um, awarded player of the year for the fan leagues and Jacob London was one of the very first fan league champions that they had, right? Um, so I think when you take that experience that they've had and you bring it to the Schmodown, I think it shouldn't be too much of a shock that of how they performed, sure, what they answered is is another impressive feat. Um, but how they performed and how they navigated the game, I thought, um, shouldn't really shock too much, too many people out there. Because in contrast to the match we saw with with Beth and Jess, they didn't play fan league matches. They they weren't in that competitive arena before, like Jacob and Jacoby were. So I think you're seeing two different types of rookies, obviously. Um, and backgrounds where they're coming from and how that informs their play in in the immediate near future or present, if you will. Um, whereas I think players like Jess and Beth, as they progress, you will see, I think, um, a little bit more comfortableness with them playing online and playing matches. Whereas I think Jacoby and, and, and Jacob, they're, they're veterans um, of the online competitive space, just not yet of the Schmodown proper. And they just transition seamlessly yeah no I, I i agree i agree with you uh on that about excuse me i'm trying to prevent a sneeze from coming on i'm doing my best let me just say i agree right. <laughs> because i'm about to uh we gotta talk about the scenes frank janish yeah the scenes uh involving mark ellis and andrew guy uh why don't you lay out what we saw give me a second <laughs> we'll give right a second and uh, these scenes were what I would call fun and and interesting in some regards, where Andrew Guy is trying to get trained up by Mark Ellis. You know, in one scene, he kind of arrives late, and Ellis is like, we'll do this later. You know, you were late. You know, lesson learned, all that, blah, blah, blah. And then we see this basically training montage uh, from the Thursday match, right before the Thursday match. And, yeah, that's a fun sequence. And 
um, I think it's fun to see Mark Ellis like that because uh, people were wondering last week or whenever it was, when, when have we seen Ellis in some of these cutscenes before? And I, I don't really recall if or when that happened, but people seem to enjoy, um, myself included, Ellis in these scenes and the dynamic he has with Andrew Guy because they're supposed to eventually be calling matches together um, sometime soon there, Brad, you know, with Andrew Guy and Mark Ellis calling matches. I think the dynamic they're displaying in these previous two scenes, I wonder how much that carries over into their broadcast or if there's another scene where it's kind of like, Andrew's got it down pat. Alice is comfortable with it, and then they go and, and call some matches. I don't know what's really in store. Also, let's not forget, there's an underlying, I think, motive with Grace putting Andrew Guy on the desk, and we don't quite know for sure if Alice is in concert with Grace in terms of this move and other moves she's been making, um, like putting Jay Washington as commissioner, uh, replacing Clark Wolf. So I don't know where exactly Alice stands, which is pretty fun. And I don't know how this part of Guy's story ties into his Shmomadati stuff. Because remember, his brain was a little scrambled. He's a little fuzzy up there. But where he's at exactly in time, I don't know. Like, there's still some threads... It feels like it feels like these two scenes are kind of like throwing us off the trail a little bit, like taking our attention away, distracting us from the Shmominati stuff or the Grace stuff. But if you pay close attention, you'll remember that Grace is extremely nefarious. <laughs> uh, Shannon and could not bear to hear you know that name in the post match. Um, I think Kate the same way as well. So it's well. It's just a lot more, I think, out there yet to be revealed, um, which will be fun uh, in the coming weeks. I just hope that it's not one of these things where Mark Ellis is unknowingly training his replacement. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Although I, I love Andrew Guy. I mean, I'm a big yeah. fan. I'm pro Guy. Pro Guy. Well, that that sounds weird when I say it like that. But, like, I'm pro Andrew Guy. Do you see what Joshua Howe put in this chat here? Look at this. I've got it. Frank is the Zach Lowe of the Schmodown world, and Brad is the Bill Simmons. Huh. Interesting. I'd like to hear a little bit deeper explanation on that, Joshua. <laughs> Write a dissertation. Have it on our desk by Monday morning, sir. Monday morning, <laughs> I will deduct a letter grade for every day it's late. Um, yeah, I don't know what Grace has to do with it, but I'm sure that we'll find out. Um, that's the enjoyment of this show. You just got to sit back and watch, figure it out. Why are you punching that tree? You told me to. I did? <laughs> great line. That was a great line. That was there great. There's actually a part in that montage where Guy just kind of like high steps it across the screen and also is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, what the hell is that? Yeah. So there was some good stuff in, in that and scene. And some great 80s uh, you know, yeah. montage yeah. music playing. So, um, yeah, I was a, I'm a fan of their dynamic. I think that their first scene, though, where he comes to his house is still my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. How do you know where I live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. Um, I guess we could preview the free for all. Forty competitors, but one winner and one MVP. The winner gets a guaranteed title opportunity, I do believe. And the MVP gets three points for their three faction. Points. I do believe. So um those are the stakes this year. No number one contender match for the MVP, which I find is fair. I mean, three points is – that's a lot of points. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of points that you can get for your faction. So um, I, I think that's well earned. Um, going into this, obviously there's some favorites. I, the, if Bibiani is in the free-for-all. Do we do we have a list of, of, of announced names? No. Do we know anybody who's announced? Not that I've that, – not that I've heard. Um, I don't know. Because in years past, we get a couple names that are confirmed, but we never get the full list. Obviously, um, we want, um, you know, to be surprised, you know, where these these players are placed and what when they come in and things like that. So that's part of the fun of it. So that's why I don't think we've seen any any lists or any names. You know, but, you not, know we've not seen that I've like, heard of. 
we've seen like numbers called before or like numbers pulled with yeah. Clark Wolf, remember yeah. things like that. Um Bateman and Dan have been announced says Jamar Jones. Okay. I don't I don't know that to be a fact, but you know, let's say that they're Jamar? in it. They're they're two favorites. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're in it, they're favorites. I mean, yeah, I mean I think there's only a handful of people that I could say would would be able to win the free for all. Certainly Bibiani and Merle are in that camp. Um I Frank, think Bateman Frank, I gotta take a call real quick. Yeah, right now right now? Alright. Right. Right. Well right, well Alright, so <laughs> weird. Here's who I think uh is capable of winning the free for all. I would say obviously Bibiani and Dan Merle, obviously. Um then I Adam Collins for sure. Uh Ben Bateman I would have in there. I would throw in Paulo Yama. I mean, he's been killing it with his first rounds. Um, and I think I might put Brendan Meyer in there as well. Um, yeah, hey, uh, Jamar Jones in the chat. I don't know if you were getting cold called. What was that about? Um, What can I say? You could say what it was about. I'll say this. It's a call I've been waiting on. Okay. And you'll see very soon. Like in a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes? What? Uh, you'll see soon. And you know what? You know what? Everyone watching this right now are hearing the sound of my voice. When it happens, you will know. No. I, I, I... What is it? When it happens... You will know. Anyway, we were talking about the free-for-all. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. I mean, you want to be all sniffly. Bibiani has to be a, a favorite. Yes, I was just saying, like, the players that I feel like are the favorites or that could win it, Bibiani and Merle, Adam Collins. Are you cold over there? Would you keep rubbing your hands? No, again? no, no. Bird, Birdman hand rub. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Bibiani Merle. Smells like money. Adam Collins. All right. Um, I would say Paulo Yama, Brendan Meyer, I think, are, are people that I think could win it. Um, am, I, am I leaving any name out that you think could really do it? No matter where they're placed, I think Ethan Irwin obviously could. Um, Judging by today's performance, Jacoby Bancroft. <laughs> I mean, hey. Jacoby or Jacob, you know. I or think. Jacob. Yeah. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, I really think there's only like a really a handful of players that could actually do it. But we're gonna probably see a big influx of first time free for allers. So it's so hard yeah. to really guess where it could end up. I will say this is historically my favorite event of the year. Um uh, just because it reminds me of it's, and it's patterned after the Royal Rumble, which is my favorite. Uh, wrestle wrestling event of the year. So, Roka, if he's close to the end, JT, if he's yeah. close to the end. There's certain true. like scenarios for certain players. I think absolutely, this is one of them. Roka, JT, if they're closer to the end, can certainly, you know, pull it out. I mean, JTE almost did it a couple of years ago with with Janine, um, Bibbs, and Merle up there on the on the um, on the stage. Yeah, there you go. Oh, McWeeny in this format. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think so. But I mean, McQueenie, there's a lot of luck. A lot McQueen, of luck. With look, this, I with just this. remember, McQueen, my, you know, you know, the most memorable McQueenie free for all moment. XX five XX. Oh yeah, with Andreco. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, who was on that table? It was Merle. It was Merle Roca. Roca McQueenie. McQueenie. Yeah, right. That was all of them. Woo! Yeah. Crazy. I remember way back. <laughs> this is oh man. If you've been listening to the rundown, then you know that when, when we covered the first free for all, I think this was. 20 was it 2016 2017 was it 2017 um and it was star wars celebration weekend if i remember correctly and i remember i was at uh, og's house aaron turner uh originator oh, of the rundown hey, founder aaron. of the rundown we were i was Salute. at his house oh, we're in the room. hey call back um and good. we were doing like a watch along basically to it 
um, it was myself and Aaron, and we were in the same room, but Brian Davids was out remote, obviously, um, because I was in town for the Star Wars celebration, and we had to, and we, it was a pain. <laughs> it was a pain to watch that thing, um, but we also had no idea how to really break down or cover the free-for-all after that, because it was the first time we were ever doing it, right? And how do you break down 35 players, like, a play, and it's just... You kind of have Look, to go by man. the moments that happen, and so it was an interesting. What I'm saying was an interesting uh, viewing of the free for all, uh, at least my very first free for all. So. Look, man. Look, it's always a little weird the first time you have to do it, right? You make a lot of mistakes. You know, you try to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't have a lot of confidence. Um, but somehow. Just don't force yeah. it, right? Yeah. Don't force it. You make it through. Yeah. You make it <laughs> yeah. Through. And you talk about the same thing, right? Okay, cool. Get okay, it. cool. All right, all right. Who do you think is going to win the free-for-all? Who do you think will be in the free-for-all? Will we see any surprise announcements? I guess not, just because it's the teams. So we know every competitor who is eligible to be in it. Yeah. Uh, so I think surprises aren't as uh, emphasized as what order people will come out will be the surprise this time around. So we will see who gets that coveted number. Is it 40 spot? Yeah, I mean, 30, 30, I mean, there's, four, there's 10, 40, there's 40, 40, yeah, yeah, 40, yeah, the the coveted 40 spot, we shall see, um, let's see what some people are saying in the chat, um, definitely don't force it, Cushing as a surprise entrant, the horror free-for-all was such a great test run, I thought that that went very well, McQueenie could win in that format, Brad, king of vague booking, all right, I mean, that's um, true. is that true, yeah, that's eight, true. eight factions, five from each, so that's 40. It's not, I don't know, I'm not the king. What does that mean, king of vague booking? It's called a tease, Frank Janish. It's not vague. It's not the same thing? That's not the same thing. Being vague is not being is not, is not a tease? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, we sh- I should say, just so people who are watching and uh, this weekend, Rundown will have free-for-all coverage after the Rundown. Just want to make that an after the free for all. After the free for all, I will be on the air. Are you vague? Are you? Am I being vague? I don't. Are you? I don't know. What are you referring to? Which is like I'm going to be on air, and it's a possibility that I could be. Okay. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because I already have your replacement. So okay. Okay. Cool. I already took care of it. I already took care of it. Yeah, you're gonna like this one. You're gonna like you this replacement. It, let's just say this person there's when when you when you when this person shows up you're going to be like I see what he did I see what he did there that's what that's what's going to happen <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay okay I'm going to talk about like vague booking that's vague <laughs> now that that is vague <laughs> Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Just had to hit it one time. Yeah. All right, Frank Janis, why do people know where they can find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me. You could follow me on the internet, on Twitter, on Instagram, at FrankieJ29. Sure. All those good places. Uh, sure. Not Facebook, though. Not Stop sending me friend requests on Facebook because I don't, A, really go on Facebook, and B, I don't know you. I don't know you either. Follow me like everybody else. You I'm going to unfriend mean? you on Facebook now, Brad. Yeah, I don't really. You know, I Good. added somebody Unfriended. on Facebook. Did you really just unfriend No. Me? Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim Sim says, no cold calls. Big oof. Uh, Tim Sim, I like you, but not that much. Um, I'm just kidding, Tim. I'm kidding, Tim. I'm kidding, Tim. But don't hurt my heart like that. It's not. I said at the beginning, there's probably not going to be a cold call this week. But there will be next week. Because Brad sounds like he has a cold. Yeah, this whole thing is a cold call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Check out the Hall of Fame every Monday and Wednesday. Check out, though, this upcoming Tuesday. Follow us at First Class MTS. It is FCL5. FCL5, the match card has been announced. 
go over there to the Twitter so you can see the match card and go hit us and give us a follow. Also, full edited, um, full edited matches with music, sound effects, and all are available on the Schmodown Extras channel. Schmodown, Schmodown Extras channel. So go do that. Tim Sim, I love you, my man. Don't worry about it. I was just kidding, too. For Frank Janish. My name is the boat, Brad Gilmore. I'm trying not to sneeze. This is the Schmodown Rundown, and we will see you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.